I know fitness is important, but I don't have time to keep up with all the fads and celebrity workouts that come and go. I need something backed by real science that will get real results and fits into my schedule. Caliber has been a lifesaver. It's a science-based fitness coaching program covering strength, nutrition, and healthy habits, completely customized to my needs and abilities. All I did was fill out their online assessment, and Caliber did the rest. The best part is, I'm not in it alone. Caliber paired me with an expert personal trainer who checks on my progress and keeps me motivated and on track. And I'm not the only one getting results. Caliber is top-rated on Trustpilot with 4.9 out of 5 stars. On average, members achieve a 20% or better improvement in their body composition by week 12 of the program. Start a science-based fitness program you'll actually stick with. Get $100 off at CaliberStrong.com podcast. That's CaliberStrong.com podcast. to the mighty who that nation we up in this thing for another episode of the coma much love to the fam as you can see we're going to be reacting to this uh this video that was done by pat mcafee covering jimmy graham interview jimmy graham and jimmy graham is a very interesting character man especially him coming up growing up you know dealing with the things he did as a child and becoming successful guy flies planes do all kind of stuff man he's a uh, a, a fantastic player. Glad to have him back on the Saints. Such an impact so far, doing a lot of positive things, especially with the tight end room. Mentoring Jawan Johnson spoke about his in, his role there as well, so helping him develop as well. Jimmy Graham is just coming here, and it was a major league blessing to get him to join the Saints tight end room. And he's listed basically as your your third your third tight end. Having Jimmy Graham, even at 
this stage of his career as your third tight end is pretty damn good, man. <laughs> Jimmy Graham can still kick some tail nowadays. So anyway, so with that being said, let's get ready to do that, man. Y'all do me a, ser- a service and hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. And by all means, feel free to share the show on your social media feed. You're up in this thing. Let's get it going, fam. Planes in this <laughs> absurd fashion. Yeah. And I don't think anybody knows about like to the extent of the talent that you have in all these other like extreme things, landing a helicopter on a boat, flying trick planes. What made you decide you were coming back to football? Because I remember you said I haven't officially retired. When was it like I am coming back? And has it been like riding a plane or a helicopter <laughs> for you to just get back into football shape and play football again? Yeah, I mean, it's been uh, it's been a very interesting couple of weeks for sure. You know, uh, um, from all the things that I've done over the last year, um, and and you know, all the time I spent on learning, um, and 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 trying to chase goals that I've had for myself. Uh, one of the biggest goals was always, um, you know, obviously winning a ring and and um, obviously ending things here in New Orleans. So that was one of the things that, and one of the reasons I didn't play last year. Um, I I I didn't want to put on another jersey. Uh, you know, I remember. Uh, talking to Mickey and basically being, if there's ever opportunity where you think I could help, uh, let me know and I'll be there. If not, then I'm going to retire. And and uh, so I sit here right now in New Orleans, um, happier than I've ever been, healthier than I've ever been, uh, and, and truly just excited for the opportunity. You know, this team is has got so much talent, man, and and to really see it up close is uh, has been amazing. Man. I love you here, Mickey. You still six foot. 14 or whatever yeah. can you still run and catch a football yeah yeah we got time and space for you go ahead aj jimmy when did uh when did all was it that before aj gets going what's interesting family is that if you think about what the saints had did with jimmy graham it was some time ago the saints were electing to try uh to sign jimmy graham and this happened right after he left seattle the Saints attempted to bring him uh, back home, and he elected to go to the Green Bay Packers. And I often thought to myself, I was like, huh, that's interesting. And I'm hearing what Jimmy Graham said. He always wanted to come back, but he had a chance then, and he elected to go to Green Bay. And I was like, okay, what is, what's going on with that? And ultimately, you know, the saints were trying to get him to come back here, you know, and he, he, <laughs> he went with green Bay and the only common thread I can think is Sean Payton's not here anymore. Right. Was, was that the, the move by him to do it? Here's the article right here. Going back in the way back machine from March 13 of 2018, you see Jimmy Graham right here, former Saint tight end Jimmy Graham expected to sign with the Packers. It even lists in the article that Jimmy Graham, you know, both sides expressed interest in a reunion during the weeks leading up to free agency. New Orleans worked hard to try to sign a 31-year-old tight end, including a barrage of pitches on social media from Graham's former Saint teammates like Cam and Mark Ingram and Zach Streif. But Indiana Green Bay outbid the Saints for Graham's services and the tight end chose to play with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers instead of coming home to Drew Brees. So, you know, and then, of course, the ugliness that happened with him and Sean Payton that led up to him getting trained, getting traded because Sean Payton was in the mix for whatever reason he was there. Is I just throwing it? I thought that was most interesting to kind of note. Not to mention, you know, if you take a look at Jimmy Graham's contract right now, the Saints are not really paying Jimmy Graham really nothing. I mean, if you look at one year at one point three plus million dollars. 
that's a pretty good bargain for a guy like Jimmy Graham, and he's listed as your third tight end. So pretty good. All this, like, when did it become a reality to you that, hey, yeah, I'm going to go back and play football? Is this months ago? Is this weeks ago? And also, how has your body held up after those first couple of days of pads? Yeah, I mean, for me, I always knew in the back of my mind that there could be a possibility that, uh, you know, I would get the call. But um, really, it was about two weeks um, before I showed up to do my workout uh, is really when I got the call and, and really when I started transitioning most of my uh, most of my regimen to to more football. You know, I mean, for the last year, I've been, you know, cycling all over the place and making sure that I kept my cardio up and obviously lifting a bit. But, um, you know, as far as football specific, uh, you know, it had only been a couple weeks before I showed up and, and, and you know, things have been awesome. Uh, you know, obviously the body's got to get used to the heat and, and, you know, has to get used to the load. But, uh, you know, it's been amazing to put this jersey on, you know, to, uh, to put the pads on and really get that contact back, uh, which is something that you don't really get in the normal life and, and truly something that I've missed. Okay, so I don't want to, you know, ever say something that you find offensive. So no offense. Yep. Okay. We got a deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah no sense. You you fly fighter jets and shit, so I don't want to piss you off. Okay. I just would like. Good, I would like that to be known. But when I asked um, Nick Underhill of New Orleans Dot Football, yep. okay, uh, beat writer down there, I said my question was phrased in a manner where I was like, "Is Jimmy gonna make the team? And what do you think?" Jimmy is going to do. He said like 15, right? 15, 15 20, 20. Yep. 15, 20 plays. That seems like a pretty good load, you know, yeah, for perfect. a man that was out of football and for how many years you've uh, kind of played in every, where you're at right now with your life and everything else you've been able to do. What are you expecting from this year as a new Orleans saint? And did I just offend you by even asking that question? No, 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 not at all. You know I mean? I think, yes. uh, you know, I've always played with it with a pretty big chip on my shoulder and, and kind of one of the, one of the best things that ever happened to me was this past year. You know, I mean, I really had the opportunity to let my body and really let my knee fully, uh, uh, you know, fully get his strength back. You know, it's something that since, since I heard that thing, I was always just on the back end of another season and continued that grind for what is seven, eight years, you know, to, you know, to spend a year the way I did and to get a little bit of latitude and, and the realization of how much you do miss this game, but really the, the ability to also, um, sit on a bike for thousands of miles over that year and a and half. And then get span. run over by a car. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. And then to get hit by a car. That's when I really knew that I still had it. You know, like <laughs> whenever I got hit by the SUV and kind of ate it, uh, you know, I said, you know, maybe I can take a little bit more contact. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's really, really everything that's happened and the ability for me to stay in shape while being gone from football, I really got to attest to the bike. You know, honestly, that's one of the best things I'd ever done in my life. It is one of the things I wish that I had gotten a hold of maybe a decade ago and stopped being such a meathead and uh, did a little bit less power cleaning, a little bit more biking for just really my full system and my heart and my cardiovascular. You know, my cardiovascular, I feel like, is the best it's ever been. And, um, you know, so I'm I'm also excited to, you know, to test this out and and to see, you know, to to be able to feel like I feel after a year of doing what I did for my body. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the opportunity to test out this theory. The Peloton. Man, let me tell you something, man. Jimmy Graham, and this is while he's at camp, looks terrific. Now, this is a very unusual situation for any NFL tight end room 
to have Jimmy Graham listed as your third tight end. The Saints unofficial depth chart came out, what, a couple days ago, and it listed Jimmy Graham as the third tight end on the on the on the on the uh list. That's some that's that's amazing to me. That's amazing that Jimmy Graham is your third tight end. I just keep saying that. And if you look at Jimmy Graham, how he looks here, and if you've been watching, we've been watching him at practice, he looks absolutely terrific. I mean, he looks terrific. He looks in great shape. And what he did, staying all for a year and coming back, was just masterful. And then you don't have to worry about, and that's the crazy thing about it, the wear and tear that happens in the NFL season. That won't happen to Jimmy Graham like that unless something happens in the tight end room that warrants him having more plays. But you're right. They're going to, Nick Underhill is correct. The Saints are going to utilize Jimmy Graham a lot, and they're going to have him in, in the situation where he's in the red zone. And then you have Jawan Johnson, who's a big physical tight end himself. You got Foster Monroe, who's also a big tight end. Jimmy Graham is in great shape, and then Taysom Hill's there. I mean, you could see packages where they can have all those guys on the field at the same time if they wanted to. I mean, that's how diverse the Saints room is with the tight end. So yeah, Jimmy Graham, man, is not being, is not called upon to be a guy that like in previous years with the saints, like he's the focal point of the offense. There's so many people here outside of Jimmy Graham that he could just fit in and then just, just destroy defenses. He's a, a matchup nightmare for defenses that got to match up with your third best tight end. Well, well, you know, your, your third listed tight end. This is insane, man. I don't think people realize what's about to happen to him in the NFL when the Saints rolled in. Here we go. Tom Craze was real because of how mm. in shape everybody was getting. And then you see, like, Conor McGregor uh, still tweeting words that, you know. Of course. Everybody's kind of stopped saying for a while. Come on, But Conor. his whole entire cardio is bike, I think. He's like yeah. a big-time bike guy. And I'm not saying he has the greatest, but a lot of in the combat world do the biking and everything like that. Yeah. I thought that would be bad for your knee. Not bad for your knee. That's good rehab for the knee. No. The knee? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been the best rehab I've ever done. I mean, not only that, you know, the ability How about here? to Yeah, no, no. I mean, t- to sit on a bike and do 100 miles in a day, uh, to sit on a bike and also realize your max heart rate, to, you know, to, to realize your FTP. These are things that I never really un- – that isn't really a part of football. You know, to, I didn't know that my max heart rate was 201. Now I know exactly what my max heart rate is. I know exactly what my resting heart rate is, and I know exactly, you know, when – uh, um, you know, how I can sustain a five hour pedal, you know, at a hundred and one beats. Yeah. Yeah. So I got what, a weird heart. Yeah. Well, it sounds I like got you got a good heart. We got, we, everybody yeah. needs to check their hearts now <laughs> yeah. after everything yeah. that's been happening seemingly, but over one thirty, oh, uh, one thirty, that's when like you're burning, right? Allegedly. That's what I've been kind of taught. And then I think anytime I'm dying on like the Stairmaster or the thing, I'll put my hands on there. And it'll be like 160. I'm like, 160. Moving. And it'll get up to like 170. I'm like, oh, I'm dead. Got to get off. <laughs> uh, I'm going to die. Slow down. You're at 201 just on a regular basis? Yeah, I mean, well, that's at max. Like, that's when I'm like kind of competing versus somebody and somebody's trying to race me up, you know, some big hill. Um, but really, I mean, I'll be. You're not willing I'll be... to die. I, I'm willing to get. No. Nah. I'm willing to get well, 201 right here. I mean, 
if you're trying to win and you're trying to, I mean, there's, there's, there's such an ultimate competitiveness to cycling. That's what's unbelievable. Was it kept that edge because you're pushing your body to that limit where you're, I mean, you're, you believe that you're going to collapse and literally pass on the bike. I've been to that moment in those dark spaces a few times on the bike, but really like when I'm pulling for a Peloton for you. and I'm putting in work, I mean, I'll sustain, you know, 160 beats per minute for four hours, you know, and, and that's, so to be able to do that and the transition that into football, I mean, it's, it's, it's been truly interesting to see, yeah. you know, how it helps you. Well, that's, that's just, just speaks to him as an athlete. Now, of course, those type of uh, <laughs> results, you know, that that's a, a highly trained professional athlete that had, a, had a high degree of, uh, of uh, training that happened with the NFL and other things like that. So obviously he's a competitor and he's right. I've knew several people that are, that got involved in biking and when they get in, involved in biking, they love it and they just do it and do it. And it just builds and builds. And, and the, and the human body is a, a magnificent thing, man. It's the most magnificent thing that we have. We don't even realize it. You know, a lot of us care more about taking care of our car than we do our own body, which is real weird. It is the ultimate of all machines. The car was designed after the body. It was given the idea about the body, the oil pump and all this other stuff. I mean, this is this is just a, a finely tuned professional athlete just sharing with you the, some of the max things that he does. And, of course, you know, J- Jimmy Graham does this a lot, man. And that's how he look, that's why he looks so young and vibrant there because of his work ethic, man. So shout out to Jimmy Graham right there and uh, staying in shape. Really? Yeah, I'd say four hours at fucking max heart rate. Yeah, that's a football game. My God, you guys taking halftime? Don't need it. I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need a stair step or something to keep this thing going so I can really stay warm. So you're in the best shape of your life. That's awesome to hear. Congrats to you. We're lucky you're back in the NFL. Go ahead, AJ. Jimmy, did you? Uh, I, I heard you did fly yourself to camp on on a plane. I'm guessing. Did you bring the Huey? Like, can people in New Orleans maybe on an off day expect to see the big old Huey? flying around uh, the city there. What's a Huey? Uh, um, helicopter. Well, so a Huey is a vehicle. Well, it's a, it's a single engine turbine helicopter. The one that I have, it fought in Vietnam. Oh, um, and we, and we restored it, really? you know, back then it's ever been. And now we give flights to veterans. How much did that cost, Jimmy? Did that cost like $20 million? It feels <laughs> like it did. You um, the pictures of all the process. I was like, whoa, this was not yeah. cheap. Yeah. I mean, it's not cheap. If you think about it, um, you know, it was a full restoration, you know, all brand new component, uh, components, this thing will fly for the next 20 years, but really yeah. to rebuild. It wasn't expensive. What it is, is to run. It's, ex- is it pretty expensive. It burns a hundred gallons of fuel per hour. So oh, Jimmy, that I do, my God. Jimmy I'm tra- why don't you get an electric helicopter? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got, no, no, electric no. V- I'm saving the world. You guys are out here. I didn't know this. I wonder why it's so hot down in Florida. Oh my <laughs> God. You that hot training camp. You know why? <laughs> Because of you. That That's what they're saying. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what people are saying. They need to ground oh, them all. Man. We got Kyle's not farting anymore, right? No, no. no. <laughs> Took the bags. Yep. The thing about this is like. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Batteries can't do that yet. I mean, there's My car how super how much there. those batteries would weigh would take up all your yeah. useful load in the helicopter. And then obviously the temperature change, not only there's just too much going on. That's why it hasn't hit aviation like it should. Uh, you know, like they were looking into do this for, I mean, there's there's variants that can help. But right now, a fully electric plane is it's just very difficult to do because it doesn't have that type of of of, um, of capacity to carry passengers and to run for that long. I assume you know this because you were probably there whenever they discovered. Jimmy's smart enough to hit him with that one too. To understand, hey man, I know. Not only do I know how to fly him, but I know about him, and that's a big thing. You got to know about him before you get in it, and that's very interesting. Jimmy Graham has that he does that, man. That's pretty cool. Covered this in South Korea, but brand new superconductor being uh, introduced into the world apparently is going to change the game, especially well, in like that dude got a mullet. Uh, people still rocking. 80s mullets? Is that a this dude's got a mullet? That's what we're being told. Really? New superconductor. Really? Yeah, it's, yep. gonna, it's gonna charge up my electric vehicle in about That's five right. five minutes or so, all the way back to hundred, and maybe save aviation. It sounds like possibly that'd be a cool thing. I have no idea what else it'll be able to do. I'm sure we'll they, benefit from it greatly, and AI will take it over will, and we'll lose. It'll probably save aviation, and I need I need some bigger batteries for the sailboat, so you know I could definitely yeah, use some of that for sure. Oh yeah, because whenever you're out there in the middle of the Atlantic all by yourself. Wouldn't be bad to be able to fry up a little burger. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. I mean, fry up a burger out there, be able to live a little bit like a human. Are you so? What's the plan here? You're playing one more year, two more years. I don't want to. I don't want to do too much of that. You're probably living in the moment. All that, yeah. all that good stuff. But you still have a lot of other goals, I assume, in the real world. But your body's still able to be in the NFL. Are you planning yeah. on uh, just kind of riding this out, see how long it goes, or do you have a end in in sight? Yeah, you know, my, uh, you know, I mean, I've got a small team of people that have been around me for a long time. And, and you know, from from business to aviation to sailing, uh, you know, we really had to take a look at things over the last basically few weeks and make sure I can put that all to the side. You know, I'm I'm 100 percent focused on what I'm doing now and being um, as good as I can be and um, challenging myself and really working on my room. You know, I mean, I have an incredible room here in New Orleans. Uh, we have a dynamic offense, a dynamic team with a lot of good players. Um, this team is, is you know, from the outside looking in, obviously everybody knows how much talent it is. But once you come in here and you realize how competitive this team is, you know, uh, 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 how how intense our competition right now is with this 90-man roster, it's unbelievable. And I'm just blessed to be here. So my my true focus is really on that. My true focus is on helping my room out, uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, spreading my knowledge to Juwan, to, you know, uh, Big Foth, uh, to Lucas. Um, you know, it's these are the things that that I'm really looking forward to is really to be back in that brotherhood. You know, that's one of the things that I miss the most. That's one of the things that I got with uh, AJ um, back uh, at the Derby was, you know, the feeling of that locker room again. You know, the feelingness of that camaraderie that we have as men. That's something that you don't really get in the um, in the world outside of these walls. So that's one of the biggest reasons that I came back. And, you know, so I'm I'm just living in the moment, blessed to be back in the city, back in this jersey, back in my number. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to score again. Uh, that's that's going to be incredible. Dunk it. Jimmy Graham has had a fantastic life, and he's not done yet, man. 
just knowing his history about, you know, how he came up. Um, and I don't think they touched on Jimmy Graham's upbringing, but, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting, fam. If you talk about Jimmy Graham's upbringing, where he came from, and how he was able to become the type of player that he was. And, um, man, it's it's pretty interesting for those who don't know. You know, you, you might want to look him up. You know, he went through a lot from North, from the North Carolina area, you know, and, you know, it's pretty, he had a kind of a poor family, single mother, mother, you know, unloaded the, the boys on the family members. And it's, it's and it was a custody custody arrangement with Jimmy's ex father as a guardian. The only stumbling block was a matter of ninety eight dollars per month from Jimmy's mother. Jimmy Graham's stepfather wanted it. his mother wasn't willing to pay it. All kind of stuff like that. So a tough upbringing, what so many people go through. And you can it, it's it's so much, and maybe perhaps one day, uh, you know, you know, we'll go over it. But it just and this was a really good article, matter of fact. This one right here, I'm going to show y'all if y'all really want to take a look at it. This one was a really good article on the upbringing of Jimmy Graham. It talks about um, a lot of the things that he went through as a uh, child up into him playing football and all of the stuff that went into his background. And then when you research this and I, you know, I learned about him years ago and I had to go back in and when we re-signed him, I remembered a lot of his story. And it just talks a lot about, um, you know, what he, how his mentality and what he'd been through, you know, as a, uh, as a person, you know, coming up and just the success that he is today is a testament to his faith in the creator and his never say die mentality. And you can see that if you look in his face, you can see he's fulfilled, he's accomplished, and he's living life the way he wanted that he wants to do it. It's the, it's the look of a person. Uh, it's the look in his face is a, a, a look of fulfillment, a person that is on the correct path, a person that is, uh, has confidence and comfortability about themselves and is, is doing things on their own. We're in their energy. You see what I'm saying? On, on their God given path. And that's something I'll, I'll always respect about Jimmy Graham is despite all of those type of situations, he just, turned him into a diamond and you can see that he's really enjoying it now. So let's finish up. Take the penalty. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Kicker's yeah. going to have to make it. Listen, yeah. need, you, need you to make a 48 yard extra point. All right. <laughs> Graham's back. This is just how it goes in the locker room. That vibe. If we didn't have this building, I don't know what I would do. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's tough. Not, yeah. I mean, obviously a lot of shit being talked, but like it <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. it's an incredible thing that I think, is what people normally miss before they miss anything else. It's like, I miss the camaraderie, but you're also a yeah. guy who's signing up to sit in a sailboat all by yourself. So. Yeah. yeah. Seems like you can figure it all out. And we're very thankful for it. Speaking of figuring things out, Derek Carr now with the saints, huge signing. Obviously this is a yeah. massive ordeal. This is a whole new team. It's your program. Now, Derek jaded about how it all ended at the Raiders won a lot of games, had some games where, you know, is Derek Carr ever going to be the guy before he ended up breaking his leg on Christmas Eve? which was he was on his way to win an MVP that year. Yep. Who knows? Yep. What are your thoughts on Derek Carr down there? And obviously he and Darren Waller had an incredible relationship on the football field. Have you noticed any carryover with his comfort with the tight end down there? Yeah. You know, he, he's a true pro. 
really that and him coupled on this offense. I mean, I know what this offense can do. You know, I mean, I've been in the system before and I understand how dynamic this system can be. And I think he's perfect for the system. I think his work ethic uh, and, and, you know, his hunger and the way he operates in the huddle, man, it's just, it's just unbelievable to see. And, and, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, really getting some live action with him. Um, you know, seeing, seeing how, you know, he continues to, you know, make this offense also his, you know, he's, he's the type of guy where, you know, you want to just let him loose and give him some options so he can check to the right play. You know, he, you know, he's got a photographic memory. I mean, the things that he can remember, um, how he remembers them and he demands so much from himself. You know, I think that's one of the cooler things that he's got an experience here is, you know, how competitive we are in every practice um, and to also see how competitive he is. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't like to see the ball on the ground. Uh, you know, that, uh, uh his, his attention to detail is very similar to the things that I saw in Drew Brees, you know, his ability to command this offense, to get us to the right check. Um, because, you know, this playbook is no joke. Uh, this is the biggest playbook I've ever been a part of. You know, it's, it is wordy, super wordy plays. You have to understand that there's multiple checks in every play. You have to understand how to pick up these protections. And, you know, I mean, I, I really think that, you know, he's, um, you know, he's, he's the leader that this team, this city needs. And, and, you know, we're really looking forward to it. Because obviously, on all sides of the ball, we have a we have a we have a talented group here. Yeah, and, and the NFC and, South, yeah. NFC South too, Jimmy. Yeah. Seems yeah. Like. Oh yeah, yeah. And so you know that's that's goals. You know, like everybody can look in the in the far far future, but for us, it's about the NFC South. It's about owning the NFC South and really going there and 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 battling against these teams um, and making sure that we're prepared uh, come week one. All right. Two year playoff drought. Two year playoff drought. Right. Got a two year playoff drought two years that would explain why there's so much hold on fam let me get my levels right here that would explain a lot gather at the winter village at cameron run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights enjoy a fun unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from old town alexandria explore whimsical light displays snap selfies and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink book your visit early calendars fill fast so make your plans with friends visitors guests or that special someone today buy tickets today at cameronicenlights.com that's cameronicenlights.com you got a two-year playoff drought. That would explain a lot. So that would explain why, you know, the Saints have so many things to be concerned about when you talk about what they need to fix in terms of what Jimmy's talking about, what Jimmy Graham is mentioning. Fam, the reality is the, the Saints have done a beyond phenomenal job, to be honest with you. They've done a beyond phenomenal job of simply getting this team and all the talent that it has and getting it to a position where they can be a player, not just for the NFC South. The NFC South, it starts there, but this is playoffs. You got a quarterback here, and Jimmy Graham said it. He played with Drew Brees. He made comments making comparisons between Derek Carr and and Derek and uh, Drew Brees. He played, had great success with Drew He's looking forward to similar things with Carr. It's interesting that he makes mention of the fact that we know this is this offense is a complicated offense. We understand that. We do realize that he says some really other really positive things about Carr and, and speaks about the fact that he potentially can have a photographic memory. 
But it's also a lot of the stuff that has to deal with the fact that there's chips on his shoulders because a lot of people believe that he can't take him to the next level. Here's his chance. You don't, and Carr recognizes that. He recognizes he got the money. And what comes with the money is you have to step up and you got to handle the business. There is no excuses. There is no excuses. No excuses at all for the New Orleans Saints this year. They've been given everything. The offense is loaded. They've gotten consultation from from John Gruden, who they'll talk about momentarily. So there's no excuses for the New Orleans Saints here as we move forward, man. This And he talks about the competitive practices and how talented the offense is. We see it all. And um, I think they, they, this is, they, they're building up something special in the city, man. I can't wait to watch. Pac-Man has a question for you, Jimmy. What's up, Jimmy? Yes, I know you, I know you said uh, you're in the best shape you were oh, in. I know I said out of year, and I was in the mm-hmm. best shape. But timing, sometimes it takes time to get the rhythm yeah. back, the speed of the 100%. game. Um, my question to you is how close are you being back to the regular timing that you're normally yep. at and the speed yeah. of the game? Yeah. I mean, I think for me it's, it's definitely um, – I, I can see myself just getting better – each and every week, you know, as it's been two weeks, each week, you know, I can feel my legs up underneath me. I mean, I can feel that I'm coming in and out of the routes. I can feel that I'm connecting, you know, now. And also this offense has changed a little bit, you know, um, so I have to um, it's it's evolved with words that weren't here before uh, when I was here. So just making sure that I get all aspects of that um, and then I get all aspects of timing. Uh, but, you know, it's it's I got to experience this before because uh, the year I got traded to Seattle when I hurt my knee. Um, that off season, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't in pads until the day of the game. I mean, I literally didn't do any training camp, any off season. I did nothing. I basically showed up week one and was in an NFL game with a knee at the time that wasn't even fully healed. So, you know, to now kind of repeat that, but now I get this whole full training camp to really, you know, knock off the rust, you know, to really get these, get these calluses on my body. And then to figure out that timing, especially with car, um, you know, I'm, um, I think that this is perfect for me. That's one of the reasons I'm here, you know, sweat my ass off in this heat, um, you know, is, is to get back to that timing and get back to, you know, who I know I can be. Yeah. And that that's a part of it. And also remember this family, this Jimmy Graham is not a starter. Jimmy Graham will get an opportunity to come in and play reps with it. But remember, this is still Juwan Johnson. As long as Juwan Johnson's healthy, he'll be the guy there. Juwan Johnson is healthy. He'll be the guy there followed by Foster Monroe, and then also you have Taysom Hill that are, that's in the mix. So it's it will be fun seeing how the Saints roll this out. But Jimmy Graham, Graham excuse me, will get reps. So we'll see just how it all shakes and moves forward. But, yeah, it's, it's, this is going to be interesting, man. You're a cold tub guy? You you do the cold tub? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, every day, every day, have to. Even when you're not in football? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm obsessed with it. I mean, I think that's, you know, you know, for me, that's, that's always been a big part of my regime. Um, uh, you know, it's, it, it's always been something I've been involved with and, and yeah, you kind of have to do that for recovery, you know, especially on the bike. I mean, you know, I bike, I mean, I was biking thousands of miles a year, you know, that's something that, you know, you, you can't let go. Of. So I, I'm trying to tell AJ this cause AJ refuses to get in the cold tub. You know, we got one here now. Yeah, it's awesome. I got one in my house, <laughs> you know, me and Wim Hof are doing, really ice work i've heard it's really good for you like not just recovery but like mental as well every day like having to do something you don't want to do mentally yes like very good stressing the body uh you know stressing the body matters you know i mean you know for me you know i've been stressing my body if it's not um you know obviously on the bike with the cardio if it's not in the cold tub 
you know, it's it's pushing my body through G's, you know, and and you know, going up and I pulling ten to. G's. That stuff. I is, watched you know, Mission Impossible six times. <laughs> yeah, I I pulled nine ten G's. <laughs> Top Gun. This is start. Uh, yeah, Top Gun as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Top Gun. I watched that thing six times. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling G's to start that ten of them. Like yeah. Eleven. Yeah. yeah. How many did I pull? Ten. Yeah, I mean, it might have been close to thirteen. And then it blew yeah, up. Yeah, sure. exactly. And we ended up walking through the mountains yep. or whatever. Yep. Just needed yeah. water. Yeah. Yep. That's all. That's right. I mean, I was pulling G's. You're out there doing that shit. That's crazy, Jimmy. For real. No. Jimmy, you're a no, no. Well, well, no, no. Well, I'm gonna get everybody in here up there pulling G's with me. So AJ will probably be the first. Yeah, that's a big you know? 10 no from this Keep one. AJ was landing. We were landing in Columbus on a plane, and AJ, who's former pilot, I assume you know that. He was in a magazine yeah. as a pilot, yep. standing, <laughs> standing on the side, waving at people. Mm-hmm. I'm a yeah. pilot, call me the captain now. <laughs> Uh, so he loves flying. We flew back to Columbus together because he came out to Indiana. There was a WWE event in Columbus. I was going to fly over, so it was like a perfect setup. I mean, I was going through it. I don't like flying, but, you know, I have a man next to me who signed up to be a pilot, loves flying, and he's, he's sweating, yep. mouth is sweating. Pale. He's holding on to things like this. <laughs> And as soon as we get on the ground, he's like, all right, Sounds good. can't wait to do that again. <laughs> he just loves it. He does. He, like, you love the punishment of what planes do, I think, to you, AJ. I'm not like that. I, The faster we can get on the ground, the better, in my eyes. And the smoother that flight can be, oh, the better. As soon as that thing starts moving, I'm like, we're dead. Yep. We're yep. dying. Okay, cool. And then it said he's out. I'm like, all right, now it's just house money. Yep, okay. Exactly. Because I thought I was dead. Yeah, you, yeah, McAfee, you're going to have to fly by your damn self. He he, the kind of dude that have everybody in uproar on the plane. Every little bump and bruise. He's, I'm like, what was that? Yeah, McAfee, you got to calm down, bro. You got to give McAfee something to drink when he's up there, man. That's that's pretty much what it is, man. We don't need McAfee. He, he already had two seconds ago. Already. So, you know, I only fly on those big ones, too. I need it to be – I need an SUV up there. I don't yeah. need to be well, – you know what I mean? Well, I've got an SUV of a helicopter, so you come up in the helicopter, man, and I can guarantee you love it. I, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Aaron's been up in it. You can ask him, man. It's just, it's an incredible. We gotta jump out. Dude. We gotta jump out into the ocean, right, Jimmy? Can't we hang off the bottom, yeah. off the struts, and, yeah. and jump in? Yeah. Look at this one here, AJ. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Look at this yeah. one here. That'll never. You, you won't see that. What's better- that? <laughs> We're doing a pencil. I yeah. Don't, exactly. Hold uh-huh. your nose. Yeah, hold your nose. Jumping, jumping off a Huey helicopter into the ocean. Yeah. If you don't do that, shark will get up there. That's uh-huh. right. Yeah, uh, you were doing it in Tahoe. Yeah, we did yeah. see you coming off the dock. Ah, yeah. Pencil. Watch me. That's what you were doing. Yeah. That's how I woke up. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. People Every wondering morning. why I golf like shit. You tell me. You look out there. <laughs> Every morning. All-time leading tackler for the Packers doing a Ticonderoga number two with yeah. a nose plug. Plugging it's hard to take it serious. <laughs> it's a tough way to wake up. Yeah. Laughing. Jeez Louise, dude. I would jump you off. You ever black out? Jimmy, you ever black out? Uh, G-lock, isn't that what they call it? When you're, you're actually piloting the airplane? I always thought that when I flew with the Thunderbirds and Blue Angels. I'm like, I'm back here puking and passing out. This guy is actually controlling the plane doing all of this. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? 
Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, no, I mean, I've never had that. Uh, I've had a few friends, but really, like, once you once you unload the Gs, that all goes away. So you basically, you grab, you tunnel wow, out, geez. and then you black out eventually. Um, but that's nothing, that's nothing I've experienced. I mean, I, I come, like, when, I, when I'm doing lump shabbat, so basically when I'm, it's basically where you're doing front flip. So oh. you're, you're, you're basically cool. rotating the plane around the crankshaft and the engine. Um, you can get a bit of stars there, but that mostly is your brain hitting the top of your skull. So besides that, uh, you know, I mean, I've never really had anything too crazy. So when you're doing this shit with this plane here, <laughs> when you're flipping this thing, you're just hoping yeah. your brain doesn't hit off your skull while you're kind of, <laughs> oh. is that what we're hoping for? Is this light work? What are you doing here? Loop-de-loos or whirly birds? Yeah. So no, no, no. Those are, those are snap rolls. It's a snap roll or a lump shabba. Uh, yeah. I think it's a snap roll. Those, uh, That's yeah, so cool. those, snap roll those, those aren't too crazy. That one. Let's see. This, this is Yeah. Uh, that's not too bad. That's well, not that's too bad. That was I mean, the worst thing I've ever seen. We were actually what was playing like with Jeez. What's that, pal? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm just wondering the first time you did like a, a flip or a roll when you were solo and didn't have anyone with you. What was that like? That'd be scary. Yeah. That's what's so interesting about aviation. There's so many firsts. You know, like I have 10 licenses. So over those 10 licenses, you're going to do one of those for the first time. Um, I remember the first time that I got up and I was alone and really got to feel, well, one, the plane feels completely different because you don't have 220 pounds of another mass. Look at you. You're a psycho. Dude. <laughs> Man. I don't know if that's gravity pulling your mouth open or are you smiling for that. It's a video game, bro. STC. <laughs> I mean, basically it is the most freedom you can have on a three dimensional surface. It's that doing, doing those things and really understanding how that, how that operates, you know, it's, 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 it's basically physics up there. Like, like you're, you're doing things to unload the wings to get them not to fly so you can manipulate them around the crankshaft and using P-factor. And yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so very interesting, but then to go over and be able to physically be able to do that and then to show people how to do that. I mean, I don't think there's anything better with your clothes on, for sure. This is the, and the thing about it is if Jimmy can break down aviation and how to fly a plane and understanding how the physics work with the plane and everything. It should be, she should be nothing for him to whip this same playbook. Right. fam. Sure. <laughs> Good luck. Mm. Hell yeah. Third dimension. I mean, the yeah, fuck? let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about third dimension. Cause good friend of yours. You said, man, it's been in a helicopter and I would like to jump out of a helicopter into water. That'd be cool. Just yeah. one time. I'd like yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. Just to say, I done. so that's the only time I'm getting on your little chopper thing. Now gotcha. we took a chopper in New York. It was awesome. We went from Teterboro into the city Normally, 45 minutes to an hour, depending upon what the tunnel traffic is, took us six minutes. That's not oh, bad. Yeah. It was 
fantastic. I could see how you'd fall in love with the helicopter life, but for me, because you just said, well, we're taking a P crank and we're twisting around the yip-de-doo and <laughs> I, I don't know that, you know? So whenever, when that thing starts doing a little this, I'm like, yeah, we're dead. We are dead. We are dead. So I just can't, maybe one day I'll learn enough to kind of get past it all. Um, but like when you think about everything you do off the field, okay. And then you get back on the field. Is there in a tone, kind of wanted to chat about this, but it kind of showed up in conversation here. Like, are you any nerves or anxiety at all getting back into football? Like that first game, you know, you're flipping planes around, you're riding uh, helicopters that are just burning an immense amount of gas. So much. I mean, just so much gas. You know, you're landing, uh, you're landing on what, spraying into the water. Oh my, just ruining Obviously, planet Earth. But Jeez. as you're doing all, there's so much more on the line there. Football, now granted, there's been incredible injuries. Like, was there any anxiety getting back into football after all that stuff? Or you have a brand new perspective after you've experienced, like, real serious, insane shit, pretty much. Like, that dragon, are you are you chasing a dragon? Like, the feelings in which you get when you play football or whenever you're flipping a plane upside down or stalling it out on purpose and, and things like that? You know, I don't know if you're chasing a dragon. That's a... That's, uh... <laughs> Uh, that's 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 addict talk, man. <laughs> uh, like a guy get high for the first time, he's chasing the dragon, he's trying to get the first high. I don't. I guess that's what he means. I, I guess here we go. I mean, I've always I've always enjoyed pushing myself to the limit. You know, I mean, I've always enjoyed. Um, what if McAfee's a stoner? You know, to see what my limits are and to and to kind of reach them. There's 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 always a space. There's 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 a space where you're in your comfort zone. And then there's a space where you're outside of your ability. And so above your comfort zone and out and outside of your ability is where I like to live. And that's the only way to continually get better and to become a better person. So for me, I'm always searching for, you know, kind of for that, that, that uncomfortable zone that kind of pushes myself and, and really being, you know, being, being far away from football and, you know, sitting there on a sailboat, having a lot of uh, internal thoughts to myself, um, you know, the one uh, itch that I couldn't scratch um, was, you know, not ending it with the ability to go for a championship and then not ending it in a place where uh, it all started. You know, I mean, I never wanted to leave this building. Um, and really, for me, it's also, you know, re- rebuilding those bridges that were burned, uh, you know, eight to nine years ago and, you know, making sure that I can leave, um, you know, this game, understanding that I gave it everything that I have um, to the people that got me here, um, to the people that made me a man. And, um and you know, to least satisfied. Hell yeah, you're deep. That's 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 great, great, great right there. That's probably one of the best parts of this interview to hear Jimmy Graham talk about why he's actually back with the Saints, burn bridges and everything. And we talked about that early in the show. While we talked about Sean Payton got involved with the contract negotiations uh, with Jimmy Graham, and it was originally between Mickey Loomis and Jimmy and Sean Payton got involved, and it got very tenuous. Uh, you know, they went to arbitration because Jimmy was saying that he should get paid like a wide receiver as opposed to getting paid for like a tight end because he was lining up like a wide receiver. They went to arbitration and of course it didn't work, but the saints ended up getting, uh, giving Jimmy Graham the deal. I think it was $40 million for four years, 10 million a season. And I think not too long after he got the contract, the saints ultimately traded him to Seattle. And I thought that was a part of the reason why initially 
he didn't come back to the Saints when I showed you you guys that article from 28, what was it, 2018, when the Saints at the time Peyton was still here, reached out to Jimmy Graham and he decided to go to Green Bay and not back to the Saints. And I'm thinking that's because of Sean Payton. Now Sean Payton is no longer here. Jimmy Graham decides to come back. I don't think he's still holding grudges with Payton, but I think that was a part of why he didn't come back when the Saints reached out to him at that time. So that was one point. The second point to me is the fact that Jimmy Graham said that he wants to win a championship. Currently, Jimmy Graham has a one-year deal with the New Orleans Saints. So Jimmy Graham comes here, looks at the roster, and feels like he can be a part of a championship team, perhaps this year. That That's a bit of eye-opening here from Jimmy Graham. Let's finish up. Thank you. You do ayahuasca and all that stuff? Because you did say third dimension. We have been to ninth? You get, you're trying to get to ninth? <laughs> no, no, no. I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. I haven't tried that's it yet. Aaron, owner, Aaron keeps getting yeah. me to try it. Uh, the ninth. But, uh, you know, I got I, I to gotta figure out when I'm going to do one of those trips with him. You flying your ass down to the jungle. That'd be yep. sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need that toad thing you guys got. Uh-huh. I need that T stuff you got. I need to get to nine or ten dimension. If we can figure that out, that'd be fantastic. I'd like to hear your take on that afterwards mm-hmm. because of how deep of a thinker you seem to be and have kind of enacted. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Jimmy, speaking of Derek Carr earlier, you were talking well, about you know his player and how he is as a person and everything. But one of the people they've brought in to actually help Derek with the offense or at least kind of get a full grasp on it was John Gruden. Have you yeah. been working with John at all, or is he kind of strictly with the quarterbacks? And then ha- does it seem as though he's helped Derek kind of get back to being a great quarterback? Thank you, Mr. Muller. Yeah, you know, my um, um, you know my relationship with John Gruden goes back to my rookie year. You know, I remember, you know, he had come in to, um, you know, to, to kind of meet with the offense, meet with Sean. You know, he was a big mentor of his, and um, – you know, I remember he called me like a like a baby deer or something like that, or like runs like a deer or something like that. So, you know, he's always um, you know, he's always kind of had my ear and and you know, always helped me out a little bit. Um, but when baby it comes deer, to baby deer, much different than a full grown deer, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baby deer was a shot. Adult deer is like John Deere, like track. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you know, he said like a John Deere, like you run good, like a deer. You, you yeah, run, yeah. Uh, basically, basically. Not a baby deer. Like, this guy, no. no coordination. Um, baby draft, baby deer. They sent an email about but, it. Yep. But honestly, um, not only just Derek, he's really helped out the offense. I mean, he kind of came here and um, uh, his last day, he met with the team and he gave one of the best speeches I've ever heard in my life. You know, just challenging everybody, um, you know, just uh, challenging our young guys. Um, you know, when when he gets up, you know, everybody listens. That's for sure. You know, he has a presence about him. Um, you know, obviously he's been in the game a long time. And he understands a lot about this game and he still has this incredible passion for it. So, you know, to sit there and, you know, you know, to hear him, you know, tell everybody to knock on wood and, and, you know, him going through his sayings is, is, is truly. Did you knock on wood when he asked, did you say knock on wood or whether you're like, hell yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to, I mean, I mean, you kind of have to, you like basically have no choice. It's just like, it's just a part of it. You know, when you're around him and he just, he's a captivating, he's a uh, captivating figure. And, you know, everything he does and says, man, it just, uh, you know, you can't help but be in a moment. So. Speaking of captivating. Yeah, and see, and that's the part of it, too. Giant Gruden around Saints camp. He just loves the game, says Dennis Allen. Most accomplished person in the offensive room. When he speaks, you know, what's the old guy that uh, he when he speaks, everybody listen, we're still saying. <laughs> Yeah, but John Gruden's there watching what Pete Carmichael's saying, advising Derek Carr, advising the Saints offensive brass in the off in, in, in the room. 
among the coaches to try to get it done. And he was here for several days and uh, I'm not sure if he's gone, but you know, he still could be hanging around. The saints could ultimately decide to keep him here longer. We just have to watch out and see how preseason unfolds and then goes into the future. We do know John Gruden has a lawsuit against the NFL that's supposed to be coming to court over the next several months. So we'll see how that ends. But the Saints, obviously, it's his second stint or second time coming here to talk about doing the same job he was doing. He was here uh, several weeks back when he was here to try to assist Derek Carr in figuring out the differences between Sean's offense and the offense that Derek Carr ran with the Raiders and had so much success under John Gruden. So it's a good thing. And I often say, I'm not going to all put this on Dennis Allen. I think a lot of that's Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr uh, is uh, is a, a main portion of why John Gruden's here. I th- I really do think that. I mean, that's not a stretch and they're not reporting on that. But if you're looking at the situation, you can't help but to say, man, this this uh, that that looks like Derek Carr. Uh, handprints all over that. The Saints are giving him everything that he needs to win because they need him to win this year because the team is in his hands. He has to lead everybody, uh, you know, across and and make sure he makes the right plays and do everything he's supposed to do. And the NFC South, no disrespect to the NFC South, but that's the le- that's the beginning. But the end is the playoff runs, and I don't think it's a far gone conclusion at the end of it, getting into the middle of the season, why I should, why we shouldn't think that the saints would be one of the top five best teams in the NFL, especially on the NFC side. That's one of the top five. I see even top three or top five in the NFL time will tell, but the energy, the competitiveness is just a matter of them, how they handle certain issues when they, when they come a big question about it is how disciplined they look good and they're very competitive, but how intelligent is this Saints team going into the season? Remember, the big hiccup for the Saints last year was they had a lot of pre-snap penalties. They led the NFL in several negative or in the top five in the NFL in several negative categories that was affixed to pre-snap penalties. Undisciplined uh, dumb, or what you would call dumb or brain neutral penalties that ultimately hurt themselves in they just in layman turn, they just shot themselves in the foot. So how smart is this rendition of the team as far as those negative stats are concerned? How smart are they? So, I mean, you, you, we, we, they're trending in the right direction, but time will tell exactly where this team is. Let's finish. Peyton, go ahead, AJ. Uh, your old coach, Sean Payton, he's in Denver. Now we just uh, heard, he came out and he sounds like he's trying to clean some stuff up, like no Gilligan hats, as he called them on the sidelines for starters that come out. Can't take your jersey off. All these like little things that all equal big things, I think. Is that something that uh, you noticed when you were there in New Orleans with him? We, we've heard like Peyton comes from that Bill Parcells tree. So like I've heard it's attention to detail. You guys are practicing hard and like he's he's not messing around. Are you confident that he's going to get things going in the right direction out there? Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's a tough coach. He's very, very old school. You know, he. Um, you know, he's a guy who really pushes you to your limits, uh, you know, not only physically, but mentally, you know, he's a guy who's always going to challenge you. You know, he challenged me young each and every day. I mean, I think, I think I got probably three compliments from him while I was here. You know, he was, uh, he was always pushing me to be better. He was always pushing me to be the best version of myself. And, and, uh, you know, he's, he definitely is old school, just like, you know, uh, just like from that whole regime. And, and, um, you know, I mean, I think, I think now, nowadays it definitely uh, pays dividends. 
in these games, you know, because that's what it's about. You know, these these games come down to literally the last drive of the game. You know, it comes down to, uh, uh, you know, who, who can't make like who has the less mistakes, who can't turn the ball over. You know, more teams beat themselves and they actually get beat by the other exactly. team. So, I mean, I think he's going to he's going to come in and do a lot. And uh, obviously he's there with Russ. So I've been there with both of them, um, you know, and it'll be it, it'll be certainly entertaining to see, um, you know, them get on the same page and, and for Russ to learn this offense, you know, um, you know, it's a, it's, like I said, it's a very dynamic offense and, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how, how well they work together. And this is a big part of the game with the Sean Payton thing. And I think what Sean Payton doing in Denver is a positive thing. And I'm going to tell you why he criticized Hackett. Hackett was garbage last year. He had, he had a clown show going on in Denver. So he he criticized him. He went in there and found out why it was such a clown show and what was going on. And Sean Payton is tasked with taking a dysfunctional culture and turning it all around. And you're not going to get that way by coming in there trying to be friends. You got to instill the error of uh, error of discipline throughout that team. Team hasn't won in a while. So you coming in, you be coming in stern, and you got to get guys together. You have to have a certain air of discipline. And that's what Sean Payton is doing. Now he did did a wonderful job in in uh, in criticizing Hackett. Listen, he criticized Hackett. A lot of people say why he said that. Q, why he did that? Well, the guy stunk, man. He stunk. Okay, it wasn't like something that he didn't do or he didn't out him and didn't say something that was unfair about him. But he's right. The guy stunk. He got fired because he didn't run. He didn't run ring a or run a tight a tight ship. And he was open for criticism and Sean Payton took a shot on him. So, yeah, I'm not mad about the comments Payton made, but I do think Denver will be much competitive, much more competitive than they've been, especially last year with Sean Payton over there running that system. No doubt about it. So, hey, man, it is what it is. This was, this is the price when people in Denver were saying, let's go get Sean Payton. That's that's a part of the package. Now, in terms of what Jimmy Graham was saying about Sean Payton, giving him probably three compliments, Sean Payton could be, and he mentioned Sean Payton being a type of uh, personage that can kind of, you know, be on you. And that's exactly what happened with Jimmy Graham. That's why Jimmy Graham got up out of here in the trade. They, it soured between him and Payton. And it ultimately ended with him there and him coming back when Payton no longer a part of this. So, yeah, he played it pretty cool because he could have lambasted and gave a Sean Payton type-esque commentary like Peyton gave the hack and said, well, Sean Peyton need to loosen up or whatever. But Jimmy Graham played it to the high, man. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> hey, did uh, did they call you? Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Pete Dr. Portrayal. I didn't see it coming. 
Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Any other, team, any other teams call you throughout this entire time? I know you said you're only going to play for the Saints, but that one with Sean Payton there and Russ there, yeah. if you're getting back in, seems like a natural kind of fit. Yeah. Did anybody else call you, or was it only Saints in your mind that you're only having a conversation? Um, with Denver, no, nobody called me. You know, me uh, me, me, and Sean still haven't talked since the trade, so, you know, it's, uh, you know oh. we're still waiting. To, you know, kind of have like- It's not a surprise, AJ. Come on, man. It, it, Sean Payton was the reason why he got traded from New Orleans and probably AJ doesn't know that because he don't know the, the total backstory between, behind Sean Payton and Jimmy Graham. Of course, Sean Payton not going to talk to Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham and Sean Payton is not cool, man. They're just not going to speak ill about each other. They're going to just keep it high and, and compliment each other professionally. But it's the reason why Jimmy Graham, and I've said it before, it's this reason why Jimmy Graham didn't come back here when the Saints was trying to sign him with Green Bay in 2018. You know, from Green Bay, he he opted to go to Green Bay. He could have came back here with Drew. That's that Sean Payton effect with Jimmy Graham. The man just said he only got all the years he was here. He only complimented him three times. You mean to tell me all that good shit he was doing? He got, he got three compliments, but, you know, it depends because some coaches are more favorable to certain players versus other players. So, and that was a big contention point of contention with Jimmy Graham and Sean Payton was the fact that that's why that it happened. This was reported. Go, I remember, I remember the whole damn thing. Like it was yesterday because he was negotiating with them. He said he wanted to get paid like a wide receiver and you're lining me up like a wide receiver. And they had to go to arbitration and all that. And Sean Payton didn't like that. Sean Payton said, listen, we're giving you $10 million a year. That's a lot of money for a tight end. And at the time it was. But Jimmy Graham was like, man, I'm trying. He's doing something different. I'm like actually a big wide receiver because y'all lining me up more like out here than in line. So he, he was trying to make a point on it. And then the Saints still, they paid him the $40 million, you know, it signed a 10 year, what was it? A four year contract for 40 mil. And then not too long after that, they traded them to the Seattle Seahawks and people were surprised. Like, what the hell was this about? You know? And then it's obvious because he had a chance to come back in 2018. Didn't come because Peyton was the, was the guy is no, it's not a real surprise to know that he could have came back in 2018 and he opted not to went somewhere else to a cold ass green Bay. And then he comes back years later with the saints. What's the difference? Sean Payton's not here, and no, Denver didn't reach out to him. Hell no. <laughs> Sean Payton's up there. Come on. That conversation. Did you say in the middle of that answer he gave you three compliments through the entire oh, yeah. time he was there? Oh, yeah, but, you know, oh, that's Jesus. Just, you know, 
No, 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 no. no, no like, we were, we were very close while I was here. You know, he just, you know, he's a type that, you know, you know, for me, he was like a father figure while I was here. You know, he was, um, you know, it, it was definitely tough love. Like he always, he always challenged me, you know? So when we replaced somebody, you know, he would always make sure that I knew that, you know, somebody was talking shit about me in the media and that I needed to go prove myself. You know, I mean, he was, he, he understands how to push the right buttons and he certainly always pushed my buttons and always made me just, you know, fired up to, to work harder and to play better. Um, you know, that's just the type of guy he is. He, he really understands um, how guys internally work and how to get the best out of his players. He really does. Sean Payton is, and I've said that he's a master manipulator. He's a, in, in a pretty damn good motivator. And he has a bright imagination. Sean Payton will go, if his message would get stale, you can't stay one place for very long and have a lot of success unless you are doing things that constantly are, you know, groundbreaking, trendsetting. You're constantly bringing in, he was bringing in entertainers, country music stars to come in there. And uh, he would, he had friends that were country music stars. He had motivators that would come in and speak to the team and motivate them. And that's one of the things that Sean Payton did really well. One of the all-time favorite things that I, I loved with Sean Payton did when we talk about his big imagination is when he brought the voodoo doctor there to the Superdome and had the mock funeral. Y'all remember that one? He And see, that was the master mind of Sean Payton doing that because he knew order for the team to have success, that it had to bury the old dead losing team for the new team to be reborn. So he had, he understood that from a metaphysical and spiritual perspective. That's why I was saying when I was saying at the time that he brought it, whether he believed it or not, he, it was just the symbolism of you seeing such a thing happen, having a mock funeral, burying the old dead saints and having not just it being public, I mean, private, but it being a public uh, spectacle in which everybody that's a saints person could, could partake in. So everybody got that visual of them burying the old dead saints, which lets you know that they're gone and now it's time for success. And I think a lot of people that go to different organizations that's loose to using, I mean, loose to using, <laughs> that's used to losing, they need to take a similar type of, uh, 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 I guess you could say a similar thought process and having to instill success in a, in a team or in a region or area that what that didn't have success in a very long time. That's not a very easy thing to do to teach players who wasn't winning to win again. And Sean Payton did a lot of that. He did the, the voodoo lady thing several times when he was down. That was one of the favorite things he did. He did it in the dome because he knew the old rumors, which is not a rumor actually. It was that the Superdome, a portion of the Superdome, not the entire, but a portion of the Superdome building is built on old Native American burial ground. Now, prior to that, it used to be a railroad yard and all that kind of portion of it still has the Amtrak's running. But that area down there was an old burial site that had um, uh, that had uh, there. And that was not an area where you would build that on. So they would talk about that. So they had to voodoo lady to do a ritual to come through there and chase away all of the stuff and see he did that out in front of people to let people know from a metaphysical and spiritual perspective that the old ghosts of the past are gone and we're bringing in winning that was big and a very intelligent ingenious way to spark winning in this area that had losing four years because a lot of coaches came to try to win and they didn't win like Sean Payton 
because they wasn't using mastermind principles like Sean Payton was using. Let me tell you something. So Payton, yes, Jimmy Graham is right. He knows how to push buttons. He knows how to manipulate. He knows what things to say. And he also understands the the culture of how to win because he learned that from Bill Parcells. He learned a lot of game from Bill Parcells and even took some of the game that Parcells gave him to a whole new level. Let me tell you something. Well, let's help you two, you know, have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Bear the hat. Take him up in the plane, mm-hmm. up, up in the chopper, you know, shake some hands. Okay, pull some him over, make him throw up. Put the so yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Great to see you. How about four compliments maybe over a fucking yeah. huh? You know what I mean? That <laughs> Still would be want to trade me. I'm excited to see you and hear about your first conversation. I assume that's gonna happen. I think yeah. this will probably make its way to him mm-hmm. and somebody will say to him, Haven't talked, why don't you Let's make that right? We should make that right. Only two. Hopefully that'll happen. I assume you'd be open to that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, he uh he created me on the field, man. And and you know, we shared a lot of wins and a lot of moments, but I'm always here. And I'm always open for it, man. He's, um, you know, he had a big influence on my life, my career. And, and uh, you know, there's there's no reason I would never. Let's go shake their hands. Yeah, that's right. Last question here from Pac-Man Jones, Jimmy. Last question. Uh, y'all took the running back from TCU. Miller, I think he was 71 pick. Have you seen any flashes out of any of the young guys um, that that's there now? Yeah. I mean, Kendrick? Our run- yeah. Yeah. I mean, our running back position is talented. I mean, we have... Uh, we have everything you could ever want. Um, you know, I mean, I think uh, the biggest thing is obviously, you know, the biggest difference between college and pros is being able to pick up blitzes. You know, like as as everybody here knows, um, yeah. dogs and blitzes are some of the some of the hardest thing for for that transition. So, you know, the way that they're going to make it on the field uh, quicker is to not be that one dimensional player and to be able to pick up and to be able to understand these checks so that we can keep the quarterback clean and we can get the ball down the field. Um, but I mean, our, you know, a new Orleans training camp isn't, isn't like most training camps, you know, it's, it's, it's extremely physical. And all these guys have been downhill. All these young kids have been looking really good. Um, you know, I think I had a one handed catch the other day. And, and so you know, looking promising, man, and really looking forward to, you know, seeing what we do at the backfield because this offense truly has a, you know, has a well-rounded attack. You know, we have talent everywhere. Um, and and I'm just excited to get on the field with the guys. We can't wait to watch you, buddy. We're very thankful you mm-hmm. took time out of your day to join. All right, that's Jimmy Graham uh, speaking with on the McAfee show. That was pretty fun listening to those guys. Uh, but Jimmy Graham, man, um, he ain't holding any grudge to Sean Payton. He's right. Coach Payton did create him. He said he made me. Sean Payton turned him into a superstar. He did. Sean Payton seen the potential in him and pushed him, and look what he became. He became... Us, uh, Jimmy Graham was for a while one of the best tight ends in the game, a top three in the game of football. And Jimmy Graham is back with the city, man, back with the team that drafted him. And listen, man, I'm looking forward to seeing Jimmy Graham play. And he's telling everybody, listen, this is a very well-rounded team. I don't know if they're picking up on that. I don't think a lot of people are picking up on that because people right now are enthralled with the free agent signings, the draft picks, that their team have, and they say, man, we look the best we've had in years. You hear the Panther people talk about it. You hear the Atlanta Falcon people talk about it. You hear the Eagles people. You hear the Chiefs people. You hear a lot of people talk about all of the acquisitions they had, either via the draft or free agency. And it's just that energy right now, like, man, our team looks pretty good. But, you know, everybody feels that way until the Saints start marching in. So all I can say, man, you're looking at, when you're hearing it from Jimmy Graham, B. 
being so excited to sign a one-year deal to play with this team. This team is so loaded and littered. The next thing I want to see is uh, what happens in terms of the John Gruden thing. That'll be interesting to see as well. <laughs> That's a big cog in this thing, man. It's a it's a big it's a big talking point here, a big question mark, if you will. That's sitting there, man. It's, what what's up with this John Gruden thing? You know, is John Gruden going to be a part of the Saints' offensive coaching room? Is he going to be a consultant with the Saints during the season? What happens there? Because that is that is such a huge thing because people are like, oh, it's not much to talk about. It is very much such to talk, something to talk about. Jimmy Graham and everybody, Elvin Kamara, Derek Carr, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jawan Johnson, they all are saying the same damn thing. They're all saying the same damn thing. And the same damn thing is, hell, we, this Saints, this team, competitive, iron sharpening iron, they love hanging out and they love competing and, and, and there's chips here, chips there. It's a damn, it's a ruffle factory over there in the New Orleans Saints training camp. It's a ruffle factory. He's got chips every damn where. Chips on shoulders every damn where. So let's turn these chips on shoulders to championships. Let's get that popping. Let's get that stinking and popping in the black and gold world. So with that being said, listen, fam, I appreciate you guys chopping in with me on the reaction show to Pat McAfee. A uh, very good show. Just giving game on Jimmy Graham coming back to the Saints. I thought it'd be pretty fun to kind of react to this uh, as well. I seen it the other day and I was like, man, I'm going to have to go ahead on and react to this because it's pretty cool hearing with Jim, Jimmy Graham saying not only just his hobbies, but his inside thoughts about how he sees himself with the team and the team going forward. So it's very interesting, and we're going to enjoy this trip watching the New Orleans Saints build something very nice in the city of New Orleans, man. It's going to be pretty cool. That whole Gruden thing is more than meets the eye. Transformers, more than meets the eye. Oh, man, there's something more going on. But anyway, with that being said, only time will tell, right, fam? We're going to get out on that. But listen, man, i like to thank all of you guys for joining me for the reaction stream. Listen, please feel free to do me a favor. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button and feel free to share the show on your social media feed, Saints groups, Twitter, Instagram. It does not matter. Please or X, whatever you want to call it. Please feel free to share the show's links, man, uh, with your friends and family members. The diehards in the building, that sports coma, we represent the mighty who that nation. So with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. I'm going to holler at y'all on the next one. Peace and who that to you. Yeah. Huh? Boogie like pissing, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm, I'm a who that. that. <laughs> Lose or winning, I'm, I'm a who that. that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like pissing, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much. 
touchdown. The vision really blown to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, and you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that at. Where we do that at. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that at. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma. It's Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. merch to support the platform. Download at the Pro Shops. We have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. TheWhoThatDaily.com That's right, TheWhoThatDaily.com Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, TheWhoThatDaily.com is your site. TheWhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, 
Price Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.